In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then Jesus said to to them, nation will rise against nation. I think we can check that one off. And kingdom will rise against kingdom. That one too, check. There will be great earthquakes, check. And in various places, famines, check. And pestilences, check. And there will be terrors, check. And great signs from heaven, check. But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. Check and check. It is all just as our Lord said it would be. 2,000 years ago, he prophesied these things. And he told his disciples that even before the destruction of the temple, they would be persecuted. And that's precisely what happened. But he also told them that he would give them a mouth and wisdom which none of their adversaries would be able to contradict. And that too is precisely what happened. In fact, this prophecy and promise of Jesus to his apostles is true and it continues even in our midst in the writings of these very apostles, in the apostolic scriptures. In these we have wisdom that even 2,000 years later none can contradict. It is all just as our Lord said it would be. He prophesied that even before the destruction of the temple, there would be false Christs, and there were. That there would be wars and tumults, and there were. That there would be a laundry list of earthquakes, famines, and terrors, and indeed there were. He prophesied that before the destruction of the temple, some of his disciples would be put to death, and so they were. And yet, in the very same breath of this prophecy, he said to them, Not a hair on your head will perish, but by your endurance you will gain your lives. When Stephen, the very first Christian martyr, was about to die, he was about to be stoned to death, He looked up to heaven and he said to his murderers gathered all around, Look, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And with Stephen, the whole church began to see what Jesus had meant. Even though we die, Not a hair on our heads shall perish, but by our endurance we will gain our lives. It is all just as the Lord said it would be. Our Lord's sermon for today can be divided into three parts. And for those of you following along in the scriptures, this sermon is from Luke chapter 21 and verses 15 through 19. The first section is that in which Jesus prophesies the destruction of the temple and all the events that lead up to it. All of it happened just as he said. 
In verses 20 through 24, he prophesies of the destruction of Jerusalem and the events that would lead up to it. And all of it happened just as he said. And then in verses 25 through 36, he prophesies of the destruction of the world and all the events that will lead up to it. And guess what? All of it will happen just as he said. And this is precisely our comfort. Whether it is the whole world shaking around us or just our individual lives, whether it is yet another headline in the news or something much more personal, we need not be afraid. That is the point of Jesus' sermon. Our Lord Jesus is now risen from the grave. He is quite in control, and he is very much with us. Whether you're considering the whole scope of the world's impossible problems, or just the specific sorrows that have come upon you, all things, all times, are in his hands. And that's Jesus' point. So great is this point that one of the best of the Lutheran fathers, Martin Chemnitz, taught that not only has God predestined us to heaven, but he so loves us that he even predestines our sufferings and our sorrows so that we may be conformed into the image of Jesus. Now, it may not feel like much, but in truth, there is no greater honor in all of heaven and all of earth than to be conformed into the image of God's own Son. And if suffering and sorrow were not below the dignity of God's own Son, then they certainly aren't below our dignity either. And if he endured them and suffered them and in due time triumphed over them, then so shall we, for we belong to him. What's more, this same Christ, Christ himself, Christ the crucified, the man of sorrows, promises to be with us always. And this very day, it is he who calls us to his table, who opens to us his own meek and lowly heart, who wipes away every tear from our eyes and puts the medicine of peace and the medicine of life, the medicine of joy and the medicine of immortality upon our lips. Drink of it, all of you, he says, that we might be strengthened by his strength to endure as he endured. Indeed, he shall be with us, and all things shall be exactly as he has said, nothing out of his control, all things as mysterious or as difficult as they may be are in his hands. And though we cannot always understand them, though we cannot always fathom why, they are nonetheless, as he promises, for our good.
and for the good of all those who love him. Only in his hands are we truly in good hands. And there upon his hands, you will see the nail marks, the signs of his unfathomable love. When we look anywhere else in the world in our experience, aside from Christ, we may very well have reason to doubt God's love. But not and never with our eyes set firmly on Jesus. Has he not loved you even unto death? Has he not loved you so deeply that your very sins he has taken as his own? When they stripped him of his clothing, it was for you. When they whipped and scourged him, it was for you. When they beat him, spat upon him, and pressed the crown of thorns into his innocent head, it was for you that he endured these things. There is no greater love, he said, than to lay down one's life for his friends. When they put the cross over his shoulder and beat him until he could go no further, it was for you. When they pushed him against the wood and drove the nails through his hands and his feet, it was for you. When they mocked him, ridiculed him, and taunted him to save himself and come down from the cross, he would not. He endured all these things for you. I am the good shepherd, he said. I know my own, and my own know me. And I lay down my life for the sheep. When he bowed his head in death, when the spear pierced his side, when the water and blood flowed forth, it was all for you. The love of Jesus. Temple, Jerusalem, and world must all be destroyed. But before these, Jesus himself, the one through whom the heavens and the earth were made, that through him once more would be given a new heaven and a new earth, a new Jerusalem, and a new and everlasting temple. The old temple stained with the blood of bulls and goats. The old Jerusalem, the so-called city of peace, stained with the blood of the prophets. And this old world, stained with the blood and graves of every last person, it must all pass away. Thanks be to God, it must all pass away. And it must give way to the new. For our Lord Jesus is the everlasting temple, and we have been cleansed forever by his blood. The heavenly Jerusalem, the true city of peace, will descend as his bride and remain with him for all time. The new heavens and the new earth will be stretched out before us and with our own eyes, in bodies that have been raised from the grave. We shall see not only these, but we shall behold the one who loved us. 
when the world and all of its sorrows weigh heavy upon us, what then shall we say? Come. Come, signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Come, distress of the nations and perplexity because of the waves and the roaring sea. Come, people, once so proud and arrogant and faint with fear and foreboding for what's coming on the world. Come, Lord Jesus, Son of Man, in cloud with power and great glory. When we see all creation shaking around us and coming undone, it is precisely because the Almighty Creator is drawing near and fallen creation cannot bear His glory. So when you see all these things taking place, when you experience them, do not be afraid. Do not be despondent. No. Straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Christ, our Savior, is drawing near. And that, my friends in Christ, is how Christ himself would have us think in these last days. If a fig tree can tell you when the summer is near, then all these signs will tell you that Jesus' coming is near. Why on earth would we ever mourn when we see the signs of the end? Why wouldn't we rejoice? For heaven and earth must pass away, but our Lord Jesus and his words will never pass away. Let us come to our senses then and begin to perceive evermore what is real. Let us come to our senses and understand what is happening all around us. It is all just as Jesus said it would be. So therefore, watch yourselves. Guard yourselves, he says, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that day come upon you suddenly as a trap. But stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand before the Son of Man. To stand before the Son of Man, cleansed by His blood, holy and righteous in His sight. No matter what else happens in this life, it will be just as He has said. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.